Hello, hello, and welcome to the Mild and Lazy Guys podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Matt. And I'm Andrew. And on today's episode, we've got stories from the news desk. We're back with a Mount Rushmore segment. Pick your poison. We're going to catch you up on our movie reviews and how we're going to handle that going forward. It's Andrew and I's favorite time of the year. It's NFL draft season. NFL draft is just around the corner, so we're going to talk about the draft. Uh, We're going to talk a little basketball, and then we're going to wrap it up with what are we watching and what are we listening to. But before we get started, can I ask you to please follow us on social media at Mild and Lazy on Instagram. So what's up, man? Well, one thing I got an issue with this week, and I started thinking about this last night when um, we went to an unnamed restaurant. Okay, It's not even a fancy restaurant here in town. And we're eating, and you you get your silverware out, and... They have cloth napkins. Might not seem like a big deal, but it got me thinking how disgusting that is to have a cloth napkin because they get reused, right? You know, you wipe your mouth off, you spit your food out if you take a bad bite. If you're like me and you got allergies and a toddler, you got to wipe your nose with something. And these cloth napkins are just getting reused. And it was just, so I had this epiphany where I was like, dude, that, like I said, not even a fancy restaurant. I think they're just trying to, you know, fancy it up a little bit, but. When I'm there and I got a runny nose, I have to like dip down beneath the table because I feel like a Neanderthal, like wiping my nose on this cloth. And I mean, it's, it feels fancy to put it in your lap. So when I'm eating, finishing up my chick, my kid, my kid's chicken nuggets, I won't get ketchup on my lap. But you know, if they don't give you the option to give you tissue, to give you paper napkins, like what am I supposed to do here? So do you not view the cloth napkins the same as silverware? I think they're both nasty to reuse, and I will bring my own silverware if I no, have to. No, you don't. I will. No, you will, My family but you gave don't. me shit. I have before, man. It's disgusting. How many thousands of people put their mouths all on that? So would you be offended if you invited somebody over for dinner at your house and they brought their own silverware? Absolutely not. I, I can't say, tell if this is a bit or not. Because you're, drop, you're dropping this on me? No, it's disgusting. I've oh taken shit God. from my family for going to restaurants and be like, hey, I've got a fork I can take to this restaurant. And they're like, why? I was like, because everyone else in the t- city has used that fork. And I'm not putting my lips around it. So I'll, if I go to a Mexican restaurant, dude, I'll get like quesadillas. So I don't have to fuck with a fork. <laughs> you know, if I go to a place, I'll get a hamburger. So I don't have to mess with silverware. And then the cloth napkin is just ridiculous. If you go to like an upscale restaurant where it's like, you know, you have a guy with like a serving tray standing there the whole time and like a bottle of whatever on ice, that's fancy. That, that's understandable. We're in little Waxahachie at an unnamed restaurant. And I mean, there's just, you know, they got, they got, there's a bar over here and a TV playing. Like they're showing like a fishing competition. Like it's not fancy. And I have allergies. My child has allergies, and I'm just ruining your cloth napkins that I at least hope you rewash because the next person that comes in is going to get all my boogers. I see. It's a class thing. It is. And you it's just not don't. A classy you, you don't like eating after poor people. That's it. <laughs> oh, now you know. No, you just no. said if it was up in Dallas, fancy schmancy. That's one thing. No, Rich I'm saying it's an image. The image of having a cloth is a very fancy concept. If you're not fancy, you know, you're just Joe Dierte trying to fancy it up. There's no ex- like high end restaurants up here. That's the only time I could think like, well, that the cloth that. But okay, I'll take the cloth napkin. But you have to bring me paper tissues, and because have you ever had the wrong bite and you got to spit a bite yes, out? Yes. I, I, you know, I hate to do it, but I'll spit it into that cloth. If I got a runny nose, I will blow my nose with your cloth napkin. I don't want to, but I'm also not going to have a Niagara Falls on my mustache like dripping down. Well, I think most places, unless I'm at a high end place, most I've places never really been to a high end restaurant. Most so. <laughs> places will give you, they will give you 
paper napkins, Make paper perfect napkins to wipe your hands and mouth with. And I think you the just have for it the na- for the for lap. lap. Yeah, exactly. But when I don't have the option and I got to wipe my nose, dude, I'm smearing boogers all over your cloth. And then hopefully Matt comes in after me. And so you heard it here first. It Andrew ate poor people. Oh my god, dude! That's this is what not I like the way I no. expected it to. I hate cloth napkins, and they make no sense at any restaurant. Oh, and I, am, I, this is the guy talking to the guy who's been to fancy restaurants. I have not been to a fancy <laughs> restaurant in my life. Even when we went to, uh, when I went to prom, you know where we went? TGIF. <laughs> I, think, I think we went to Cheddar's. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And for my um, wedding, I don't think we even did like a. I'm sure we did a, what's it called, dinner, rehearsal dinner, but it was probably like Whataburger or something, you know, but anyways, after that, um, uh, before we move on, I'll, I'll keep that in mind whenever I have you over at my house, I'll either keep plastic forks for you or I'll just make finger foods. That's perfect. why you love that charcuterie board that Lauren made that one time. Dude, that was perfect. Cause you didn't have to use utensils. And I got to learn what a, what's it called again? I think it's called shark. Chartreuse board, yeah, that was so fancy. Like when y'all busted that out, I knew this was high class. That's all. That's and you live on Royal. Oh my god. Yep. That was next level, dude. That was a good time. Even when though you, we lost that game. When you ring our doorbell, that Lord song comes on. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it makes sense. What else has been get? What else do you have to get off your chest? Well, this isn't really got chest. This is just great times. Um, I got Ellie into playing Mario Kart recently, and she's pretty terrible at it, but it's adorable. She played today before this, so we usually uh, we play the coin runner because it's in one of those closed courses. Because if she does a race, she just makes like hard lefts and hard rights and right. just turned around. Mm-hmm. When you're in a closed course, you know you know we have to play certain ones so she can't fall off because she gets scared of doing that. But it's just adorable because she's always either Princess Peach or Baby Peach, mm-hmm. and my go-to has always been Waluigi. So we're like this awesome team. We're always red team because red's her favorite color. And I just want to give a special fuck you to the guy who invented that purple shell that takes out first place. That was a bitch move, and your mom is a hoe. That's all I got to say. <laughs> so yeah. uh, one thing I learned with Landry is, and she may have a better temperament than he does, but we played the battle where you have the balloons yeah. attached we to you. We do that too, but she's she doesn't learn. She doesn't know how to use the... The what triggers, if, yeah. Or the bumpers. So if I see, if I'm playing with her and I see she has like a star or something, I'll just hold on to my wheel for a second, click her button because it's on the Wii. We that's what we play. We have the okay. Nintendo Wii, so we brought the wheel. So you just click that back button and because she doesn't realize, you know, if she has three turtles, I'll just boom, 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 hit them real quick for her. Yeah. Because yeah, so she doesn't realize what that is. Landry, so that's why we do coin runner. Laundry, la- laundry. Landry would ride with the same item in his little box the it entire. Crazy, like use I'm just. just Press, press the yeah, little bumper. Use it, pick something else yeah. up. But it's just really cool because she's, I mean, as soon as she got home today, because I was home before them, she immediately came in, asked to play, and she picked up her controller, and I was working on, you know, on this and the run sheet and everything. So I was like, well, just sit down and you play for a little bit. And then just watching her, she wanted to do a race, and I was like, just give me the fucking controller. Let me finish <laughs> this for you. She was on, like, minute, like, nine and on lap two, and I'm like, let's just wrap this up. And um, It's one of those proud dad moments. or It really is, man. She's getting into it. Yeah, it's cool. And uh, last thing. Um, last time we hung out, um, listen to Tame Paula, and you mentioned how my brother-in-law looked like uh-huh. the lead singer Kevin Parker, yeah. which mm-hmm. you know, that's high praise. That's a handsome, talented fella. Yeah. Later that day, I get compared to Forrest Gump. Oh god! And not even handsome college Forrest Gump. I get paired to the hobo runner, runner Forrest Gump. <laughs> but you did mention how it was your favorite book or your favorite movie, and it was your birthday recently. Oh so my gosh! Stop! Better. Stop! Get in there. This is a truth, and let me tell y'all something about Andrew, and y'all may have heard it from the Christmas episode, 
But he's a fantastic gift giver. Okay, you're just hyping it up. That's really not that great. It's peanut butter crackers. Uh, I got some peanut butter crackers. That'll be good. Because <laughs> you said the... you had peanut butter. Yep, that'll be good for the that. desk and at work. And then I got us each a copy oh, of Forrest no Gump. way. Dude, it's a, I don't know if you've read it. It's kind of difficult because it's written through his point of view. Yeah. So every, you're reading it and you talk in the Forrest voice. <laughs> and it's written like a person who really has an IQ of 70. So it's kind of a tough read at times, but it's still really interesting. And I didn't know too. Apparently, he was six foot six, two hundred forty-two pounds. No wonder he started Alabama. <laughs> yeah, no shit. He was a Nick Saban uh, prototype back in the sixties. Bear Bryant, Thanks, man. That was the Bear Bryant days. And it, yeah, I started it too, and it is really interesting because it's just the stuff he's done. But it, it can be difficult at times because you'll find yourself like reading it in forest voice. And then it has like a lot of like southern twang and sayings yeah. to it, you know, because he's from Alabama. So, well, it's, but it, it's it's still a really cool book. Well, it's weird because I was just thumbing through the pages and I just happened to t- thumb to a page, and I read I had to reread what I thought I read, and it, it says "degenerate turd" right here. And I thought <laughs> I saw that, and I had to go back and see. But yeah, no, thank you so much, man. Welcome, man. Happy thank belated you. birthday. Belated birthday. Yeah. So, I guess we should give everybody an update as to. Why you haven't seen or heard from us in four months, almost. December was difficult, um, you know, with your job. Yeah, December's job a hell December. month, not even a hell week. Um, and then in January, I started a new job. And it's a totally, it's a total shift in hours and setting. And it's just a different, whole different ball game for me. So it took me a couple months to get used to that and, and get in the swing of things, but we're gonna get back on track we both missed the podcast greatly we actually recorded an episode last week but i made a big (laughs) boo-boo and only recorded one of us um so you could hear one of us really well and you could hear the other one like he was down the hall or maybe in a well or something but um yeah we recorded an episode last week didn't turn out so good too man yeah it felt felt like a good one and i was like so when's it dropping like uh about that it's not yeah it's 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 actually garbage so yeah so uh but no we're gonna get back to it um but yeah uh i started a new job just getting you know used to the swing of that getting in the groove and now we're we've kind of got a schedule down you know recording either thursday or friday out you know either friday or the next monday yeah i like the thursday or friday so they we could put it out like on every monday yeah so that's a that's the plan going forward every monday we'll have one uh we'll have one in your feed so you can get your fix i know we've had a couple people reach out to us personally uh and asking us where they where their podcast is so uh it's coming um but other than that yeah new job um what uh yeah i turned i had a birthday last monday uh I turned 35 so i'm like halfway to the grave hey, technically about midlife crisis yeah. age dude. it really yeah. makes sense no one has a midlife crisis at 55 no no one's living to be 110 no I mean, maybe. I think there's people born now that are lived 110 with modern medicine. Who wants to be 110, though? Mm, Yeah, you're right. Give me a good 75, 80. If I can be about 72. 72. That's the age I'm You say that now, but... Have you seen 80s? Yeah. It's all downhill from there. And I mean, I got a good woman here, but she's only going to change so many diapers. (laughs) Uh, She changed your diaper longer than you think. Yeah. Alright, so let's get to the news desk. You want to do yours first or you want me to go? Uh, I'll go real quick. Alright. So this one is about Whataburger awards employees with over $90 million in bonuses. It is from the San Antonio Express. 
So over the last year, fast food employees have dealt with a deadly pandemic, customer resistance to mask mandates, and long lines during February's winter storm. To show appreciation, San Antonio-based Whataburger is awarding more than $90 million in bonuses, bonuses to its 46,000 employees, an average of nearly $2,000 each. Is a quote. Employees helped set record company performance numbers since last March, Whataburger said in a, announcing the bonuses. Uh, the company said it will also give workers the extra mile bonuses and emergency pay and double the 401k match for 2020. And thanks for their extraordinary service. The past year reshaped how we live, work, and play with the restaurant and hospitality industry being heavily impacted by the pandemic and this year's crippling winter storm. Whataburger CEO Ed Nelson said in a statement, We wanted to help ensure that our family members and their families were taken care of and thank them for continuing to go the extra mile and serve our guests with great pride, care, and love. Uh, The pandemic put food services and retail workers on the front lines, and Whataburger is not alone sweetening the pot for their companies after a year of hardship. HEB, which is another fantastic Texas-based company, gave uh, employees a temporary $2.00 per hour pay bump early in the pandemic the San Antonio based company ended the program in June but said it would it would make permanent investments in its workforce including accelerated and enhanced pay increases for the typical HEB employee the raise will be more than double the temporary bump a spokesman said Walmart last year awarded more than awarded more than 2.8 billion in quarterly and cash and special cash bonuses McDonald's gave employees of corporate-owned restaurants bonuses equal to 10% of their wages for May. Uh, Darden Restaurant, which owns Olive Garden, which is trash, and other chains, announced last month it would give near it would give 17 million in bonuses to nearly 90,000 hourly restaurant workers um, and ensure that they pay that they are paid at least $10 an hour. Plenty of chains survived and, in some instances, saw sales surge during the pandemic, in part because of drive-through, takeout, and delivery sales, said David Hintz, a senior principal of food services consulting. The firm ranked Whataburger the 26th largest U.S. restaurant chain by sales, which rose 5.6% to $2.7 billion last year. It makes sense to award your employees who put up with a lot during the pandemic, he says. Uh, wrap it up there. Yeah, Just I mean, if you needed another up. reason to love Whataburger, yeah, there, there you go. I love Whataburger. I feel like we could do like a whole podcast dedicated to Whataburger. And, you know, if we want sponsors, that would be one that I am open to taking. Yep, we're open. We'll take them. Uh, I, I, one thing I was going to say, listen to all these podcasts now. Have you noticed, even though if you have like the premium Spotify, all these people are doing like their own ads? Mm-hmm. God, that pisses me off because I yeah obviously with music they can't do that. But we listen to I don't know about you I listen to probably more podcast and music on Spotify. No, I, I do, and it's like okay I got the premium suite, and now if you listen to like Wondery, which I really like Wondery shows, and they kind of promote their own stuff. But other time it's like, hey, how about this skincare treatment? I'm like, if you could only see me right now and know that I have no interest in skincare cre- treatment. So it's just one thing I've noticed like recently. Yeah, I, don't I guess get... it's you know extra dollars and that's cool, but come on, man. I don't. I don't get upset because they've got to pay the bill somehow, and so I appreciate their product that they put out for free. So I can put, I can sit through. Well, they don't put it out for free. We we pay for. Well, it. I listen through Apple Podcasts. So oh, okay. I mean, even though I do have Spotify Premium, I 
Um, I consume most of my podcasts or all of my podcasts through um, Apple Podcasts. So I look at it like, okay, I'm I love their product. I don't pay for it. They got to pay the bill somehow. If we ever got to that point, you bet your ass I'm reading. I'm reading <laughs> spots selling, for <laughs> you already selling out. I, dude. I'll, I'll sell dick pills, uh, pickle juice, whatever you got. Well, first off. I love dick pills and pickle <laughs> juice, so I might be in too. There you go. Wash down a dick pill with a cold glass of pickle juice. There you go. You won't get cramps while your dick's working. <laughs> um, all right. So my story comes from the wonderful world of marijuana, and this is from uh, the Pew Research Center. Um, and I, this is a really long article. I'm just going to kind of skim it and give you the useful information, and then, and then we'll we'll talk about it. Uh, as more states, including Virginia and New York, continue to legalize marijuana at an overwhelming an overwhelming share of U.S. adults, 91% say that either marijuana should be legal for medical and recreational use, 60% say that it should be legal for medical use only, 31%, uh, actually 8% say marijuana should not be legal at all. Um, so yeah, that's long and short, they give a... They go really in depth. As P- as it's, like, it's like a ten paragraph, and you it just, is. You just read like, "Hey, here's two well, stats that, for you." That's the gist because the rest of it's just. Well, all you have to know is what ninety-one percent are in favor, eight um, percent aren't, and one percent can't do math. Yeah. Apparently, one yeah. percent is just so stoned they just couldn't be reached for comment. Yeah, I mean, um, if it's overwhelming like that, and like I saw a commercial just now before, and this is off topic, but I've always said, you know, if you could just like legalize marijuana federally. Tax the rich as a higher percentage, like the billions of dollars this country would see. But like, not even that. But what oh, I was going to get at is, we saw a commercial just now for um, I guess there's a proposition coming up to legalize gambling in Texas with uh-huh. like four major resorts, and it showed how Texas spends billions of dollars in Louisiana, Arkansas, Oklahoma, New Mexico, the four states that are connected to us, and Nevada. Well, yeah, but these ones are oh, so around local. Us, around yeah, us. The, the ones that are like basically surround us. We spend billions of dollars of our Texas money in other states, and they're like. Why can't we just legalize it here in Texas? And just keep our money at home. Keep our money here. And they said it would create thousands of jobs, you know, like for the into entertainment industry, service industry. It would be four. They said they said four world-class resorts. That's what they're, prop, you know, that's the proposition we can vote for. And it would be like, keep the money here. Everyone on game, like how many times have you made a bet with a friend or a coworker, you know, and like on a game. And it's like, now you can do that legally and like, you know, play the line and double your money. Well, that and how many times, I mean, I can't tell you how many times me and Lauren have talk, tossed around the idea of, let's find a sitter and let's just go up to Windstar. Like, yeah, oh, it's I've so much hassle that. and it's an hour and 20 minute, whatever, drive. That'd be nice if it was in If it was Arlington. four cities, yeah. One would be here, one would be by Houston, one in East Texas. I doubt they'd go to like West Texas shit out there. Well, actually, maybe they would because there ain't shit else to do out there. But you know what I mean? Like one would be here in Central North Texas, one by Houston, East and West. Dude, the state would profit billions. And what they'll say is like, oh, it'll, it corrupts people or, you know, it well, they're already families. Doing it. They're exactly. already doing it. They're already doing it. They said the same thing about, you know, like alcohol sales here in, in Waxahachie for a while this was a dry whole county was dry because mm-hmm. they're like oh we're gonna have all these drunk people driving and it's like well now they just drive up to Dallas and get their you know that's what we would have to do yeah industrial you know you drive up to Dallas first stop would be industrial avenue come back and it's like they're gonna do it anyways dude might as well profit up same thing with marijuana 91% of people want to do it legalize it federally tax it and we could all like reap the benefits yeah for sure I'm you said it so I would say legalize I look at it from a, and 
tax the rich. I look at it. I just look at it from an economic standpoint. It just makes too it much makes sense. Decisions. Look at yeah. look at Colorado. Um, look at all about, these other. We're talking about weed now, right? Because they yeah. made billions. Yeah, yeah. They had so much. Yeah. They had a surplus of cash. They didn't know what the fuck to do with it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not trusting our government to not fuck it up and waste it. Well, but the state government, which again, you know, you can't. Any government, <laughs> they might they would fuck that up too. But any, it, yeah, it'd be a state, not federal, for those things. But, but yeah, I mean, bring it, it in. It benefits everybody, dude. I would, love, I would love to go sit in a sports book right down the road and watch an, a slate of NFL games. And then just smoke a big old fucking bowl. Yeah, yeah, why not? Why, I mean, I would. Why not? Grab you a beer. You got your you got your, your ticket. You know, everything you've bet on. Smoke you a dube. Drink your beer. And have fun. That sounds fabulous. So, I mean, I just look at it from the economic standpoint. It would create so much flow. And I know that, but the, like they said, the jobs. Because it would be, you know... Great jobs for people too to have that service industry and um, I don't know everything every everything it would bring in here. It showed like live music venues, so you'd get extra money in, which would help out the hotel industry because now people are staying in hotels more, and it just it just makes all the sense in the world, man. It really does. Like no one's you know they have it in Atlantic City, they have it in Nevada. Like yep. they're doing okay. Shit, they're thriving. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, so bring go it out, on. go out and vote, people. Because I saw that commercial. 20 minutes before Matt came, and I was I am 100% down for that. No, I'm down. Um, all right, you want to move on to Mount Rushmore? Yeah, I burped, but yeah. All right, let's do it. So our Mount Rushmore this week, um, given that the draft is running around the corner, we are going to give our Mount Rushmore for our favorite or most memorable first-round picks by the Dallas Cowboys. And this one was pretty easy to do. Um, we're going to stay kind of recent. You know, obviously we could go back to the – Three years where we got Irvin, yeah. Aikman, and Emmett. That's but a no-brainer. I'm pretty sure I was like peeing in a bush. Well, yeah. I guess I still do that sometimes, but that was a bad analogy. I was just too young to remember <laughs> it. Now, I got drunk and peed in a bush. Let's not... Million like, times. No one's done that. Yeah, right? But like I would say, I think we looked at a recent list, and I would say around the Roy Williams year, like 2002, because I was in high school. Yeah. That's when I really started getting into it, and now it's like I turned that shit into an event. Like So it's Thursday night. I'm watching that. I'm requesting off Friday, but I scheduled an eye appointment early in the morning right so i can get home and watch day two of the draft and then the day three i'm just gonna listen to my truck all day it, it really is like a three-day event sometimes i'll take off three days but i just can't you know that's when i work i didn't have as many responsibilities and you could just I, take three i kind of i kind of miss the uh i kind of miss the saturday sunday format because i have a lot of memories of either going out with my older brother or not really my dad but like friends dads that were into it and we would go to a sports bar and this is when we were not of drinking age, but you know, we'd get the hot wings, we'd get the nachos, and Still we would just watch. Yeah, yeah, we would just watch the draft. I think it was one through maybe three on Saturday, and we would just watch the draft all day. I mean, I get it; they can make money off of oh, it. Oh, that's why it's a three day event. I know, and I yeah. sent you a link that because it's in the Cleveland this year, and like Kings of Leon are playing, and all these, and you're like, is that necessary? I was like, yeah, because they're going to sell a lot more ad time because they're. Well, gonna, I get that. It's going to be that one round. They're going to make that four hours for round one. You know yeah, what I mean? they're going to have performances, which is more commercial breaks, which is more ad money. I so get why they do it. I get why they yeah, do it's it. It's a spectacle. But I just kind of miss that old kind of nitty gritty. Yeah, let's like, get in, like get Brian it done. Broaddus would yeah. probably prefer yes. something like that. Like, yes. hey, let's just draft these guys. Yeah. And now they're like, no, we got to have a. Performance and an opener, and and, a, you know the jet, the whatever flyover, flyover above the guys, you know, and it's yeah. just a, it's a big deal for them, and it's a money maker, and I mean, it is one of my favorite times of the year. All right, so let's kick it off. I'll go first. Uh, I'm going to go back to 1998, and this is just a personal one uh, for me because I always like the player. Uh, 1998 with the eighth pick, we picked Greg Ellis. 
and it's kind of significant for a couple reasons. One, we passed on Randy Moss because apparently uh, Jerry decided to have a conscience that year and not draft character guys uh, or bad character guys. Turned so, out uh, to be arguably the second greatest receiver of all, all time. All time, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I always like Greg Ellis. He's kind of always businesslike, workman. He always just you know showed up, lunch pail guy. All the very reliable, consistent player. Yeah, yeah I always like Greg. Which Ellis. was a good pick. He he was overshadowed because it was. It became because Moss wanted to come here, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. And then that first game, didn't he have like three, three catches? Touch- three three touchdowns. Three, it was three catches though for three touchdowns because yeah. each one was like two bombs, and then it, so it was like three catches, 160 yards, and three yeah. touchdowns. It was ridiculous. That was his first game, dude. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. But yeah, Greg Ellis he was always kind of a, and he was he was stuck in a bad era of Cowboys football. That was right Chad after Gailey years. And yeah, that Dave was Campo. that was like the three, five, and eleven years, and he yeah. off the back of this, you know, the dynasty run, and he just he always I just always liked him. So, uh, who's your first one? First one for me, I put Travis Frederick. That's a no brainer. <clears throat> yeah, and well, at the time it wasn't because if you remember, we traded down that year, I believe, with San Francisco. Because um, then we pick him like thirtieth. Yeah, it was it was right near the end of the draft. It was either thirty thirty one, had to been thirty thirty one. It might have been the year they were. Anyways, yeah, it was really far. It was we traded down from like nineteen to thirty, and then we took this center out of Wisconsin. I remember Mel Kiper, who's a total tool, was like, you know, well, I had him as a day two pick, like maybe in the third round. They really reached for that guy. Well, it turns out he made like several All Pros, Pro Bowler. I think he should be in the Ring of Honor because he re- he only had to retire because of health. You know, mm-hmm. for personal reasons, like he didn't decline at all. He had that deficiency, that uh, muscular whatever thing that was uh, Guillain-Barre syndrome, which you know, again, that's like it's like a neuro. Control. It's like a neuro. That's the only thing that yeah. could have slowed him down, dude. Yep. If not, he would still be calling. You know, picking up blitz packages for us today, and I just thought, again, he was another like great guy. He would do radio interviews. He was a, he was great on the radio. Yeah, he was, he's a natural man. He just seemed like the coolest guy. Sweet beard, Travis Frederick. He's super smart. You know, all those Wisconsin guys. Dude, though. give me a Big Ten lineman any day of the yeah, week for in sure. the draft. For sure. Those guys are beast. Smart, handsome, <laughs> and hell of a player. So for my second one, we're going to go to 2010. A little, little bit more recent. Pick 24, Des Bryant. Nice. The physicality with which he played, I mean, you better, you better tackle him at the first shot you get or he's running through you. He 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 was never a speed guy. No. He was never really a technical guy. But him and Romo just had that chemistry. That back that back shoulder fade, that back pylon fade was their kind of signature. That's and how I'll made. I'll never. I mean, they just had they had it. Yeah. They had that down. That's just something I don't. And they, he was already declining, but he just was the wrong receiver for Dak. Yeah. Or Dak was the wrong quarterback for him. Yeah, he was definitely. Him and Romo compliment each other so much. And I'll just piggyback because he was on my list too. And, you know, he I put on there that he slipped to us at 24 because of the off-field issues. Because remember, yep. he did that shit with Dion where they just had like a little lunch together. They had a dead lunch. Yeah, they had a lunch together. And like, Dion paid. And, yeah, that's what got him. was like, oh, you took extra benefits from a booster. It's like he went to a fucking lunch to a guy who's talking to him about his next level in life. That was such a bitch mm-hmm. move by Roger Goodell, dude. He's a piece of shit. But that's why he slipped. You know, that because they were like, oh, he's kind of a hothead or he can lose his temper. And there was times where he looked like on the sideline he was losing his temper. But then they, when you hear the audio and he's like, come on, man, we can do better than this. Let's keep our heads up. And yeah. he's motivating people. But you'd see him on the end and they'd be like, oh, there goes Dez being Dez again. Like, Did you see that Amazon series, All for Nothing? I, or all I watched or nothing? a few of them because that was the 2007? 
team. Was he on the team still? That might have been. Oh yeah, that was his last year because he got into it with the. Uh, was it Jordan Lewis? No, I forget who he got. Uh, it may have been Jordan Lewis. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, you're right. What you see on camera, and then when you saw the audio, he's like a motivator. He's a motivator. Yeah, and he's passionate. You know, I know a lot of people don't like that word, uh, but he's just passionate. And you've got to have those guys on the team. I think that's something this team, every our current team, team, team needs a lacks. Guy like this. Yeah, every team needs that dog. We don't and, have a dog. I don't think. And in one of his last great years, well, obviously his great best year near the end, though, he set the franchise record: sixteen touchdowns. I mean, with all the great talent we've had at wide receiver. You know, to say that you're the franchise leader in a single season, you know, it's only a single because I think Irvin probably has more. Irvin and Witten have more touchdown catches, but 16 in a season. And I, I remember when he retired or when he when we cut him, I said right then in our group chat, like, I think he should be in the Ring of Honor. I don't think he'll make the Hall of Fame, but the he was, dude, he was like everyone's favorite player up here. Like, if, if you were a Dez hater, you could just not talk to me anymore. Well, I think Jerry's love for Dez. And Jerry loved him, yeah. Probably, that, was his, that was his boy. Well, I think. And I think it goes back to I think he got asked a really horrible interview question oh, yeah, in the combine hooker yep. or something mm-hmm. like that. And I think Jerry uh, just took to him like a son, you know. And I think maybe uh, Des looked at Jerry like a, a father figure. Yeah. But I think Jerry's love for him will get him in the Ring of Honor, and you know his play on the field backs it yeah. up as well. But I, um, my, in my opinion, he is deserving of the, not the Hall of Fame, but the Ring of Honor. Right, exactly. Uh, technically it's your turn now because we both picked as you went first then me okay uh, we're gonna go 2005 pick 11 DeMarcus Ware out of Troy what can you say about him I mean he's Parcells guy too wasn't he he's was a Parcells, Parcells pick. draft so mm-hmm. yep. you know yep he's a Hall of Famer in my opinion oh um, without a doubt he's a Hall of Famer I'm glad he finally got a ring with uh, Peyton in Denver. Uh, when was that? 2015, maybe. Um, he's just he's everything you would want in a player. Yeah, character uh, guy, like just a million dollar smile. Played hurt, <laughs> you know. He played hurt, played injured. He got results again. He was kind of in that era where we were just a bad football team or an average he was on, football team. He was on team. some good teams though, because he was on some 13 and three. You know that year, the Cabo year with Romo. That and then, but then I'll, he was on some teams where it was like he was he was he wasn't on terrible teams. He was on mediocre teams, yeah. eight and eight teams. Yeah, you know he was part of a good chunk of his career was uh, near the end of it was the Garrett years, which was you know just a mediocre media yeah definition of mediocre. I think he finished like in his ten years with five hundred. I think it was exactly like I mean, it, these aren't the numbers, but it was like sixty nine and sixty nine. His record with the Cowboys. Oh yeah, that I think it. Right. I, I think it averaged out. I could be wrong. Somebody fact check well, me. Well, then thank that. God he went to Denver because I remember that hurt, dude, when he left. But mm-hmm. that, but we cut him, right? Yeah. Wasn't that a that it was, was a money? A, thing. That was a salary cap. It was thing. a money thing. Yeah. They had to, they cut him. They said his play was declining, which it was. But then he paired up with Von Miller, and Von Miller's like, "Oh, you got you know, I just kind of got to compliment you. That's perfect for him." So I am very glad that he got that, and uh, you know, you know, he when he goes in the Hall of Fame, he'll absolutely be a Dallas Cowboy. Oh, for sure. So that makes me happy. Yep. For me, next up, I don't have the years because I didn't look at that list, but um, Byron Jones. Because I, I remember at the combine. 14? Yeah, because we would have exercised our fifth-year option on him. So, 19, and then he went to Miami. Mm-hmm. But he was just, you know, at the combine, he had Olympic-style numbers. Oh, you know, they still, said he was setting world records on some of those. Well, he still owns the, I think, long jump. 
and high jump, wasn't he? Or maybe was, broad jump. He it stole was one of those. He stole they were like records. World, you know, like world record, not yeah. combine record. It was a world record. And then he did a couple other things where they're like, yeah, we've never seen numbers like this at the combine. We screwed that guy up. Yeah, because they played him at a safety, safety for like for three, three years. years. But I remember just watching that because they were like, well, he went to Connecticut, which, you know, Connecticut's had some good players come out, but they were like, you know, he's, he, they don't know where he's going to play, how he's going to fit into a scheme, but they're like, but he's just a freak athlete. You can't pass this guy up. And I think that year, I want to say we picked late because we were like, he was a late round pick. Mm-hmm. He was like number 26 or something. And, you know, it just kept, players just kept going before him. And I was, that was who I wanted from watching the combine, listening to scouts. Like, this guy's a physical freak. And sure enough, you know, we got him. We didn't use him correctly. I think if he would have went to a different, the right team to start, he would have already been like all pro. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we stunted his growth. Well, you saw his play his last year here. I mean, I want to say Kavanaugh said he had something crazy like a, 12% completion percentage. Yeah. And people justified not resigning him. He was like, well, he never got interceptions. It's because he nobody knew. threw to his yeah. side because they knew he would shut that down. Yeah. So if you like Jalen Smith, just know that was Byron Jones' fucking money that they gave to Jalen mm-hmm. bum-ass Smith. Yep. Somebody who will never be on a ring of honor <laughs> nope. never on a list. Never one. Maybe one of our bus lists. Oh, absolutely. He Taco. Does, he does sell a mean pair of sunglasses, though. Fuck that guy. he does. <laughs> All right, my last one. You don't have to go back far for this one. Twenty twenty pick seventeen. Ceedee Lamb just fell right in our laps, man. Everything played out perfect. That's like how I picture like if we get Kyle Pitts, that's how it's going to happen. Like how the fuck did this guy just fall to us? If we get Kyle Pitts, I'll. Uh, You better say say something dirty. Yeah. (laughs) What were you gonna say? I'll punch my wife. (laughs) Oh shit! That's not that's straight domestic. We do not support domestic violence on this podcast. But I will, dude. I'll. I'll go through the roof. I just I don't think it'll happen. I don't. I've seen some it, mocks where it does. Not to us, but he slips past he us. Slipping past us. Jerry loves, Jerry him, loves some Kyle Pitts. him. Yeah. And this is so opposite of uh, Johnny Manziel because I've read reports where Stephen physically had to pull him off the phone. Yeah. Jerry from drafting Johnny, but uh, but yeah, no, CD Lamb. Um, I think if he would have, if Dak would have stayed healthy, we would have had three. Dak would have thrown for about five thousand yards, almost six thousand. Yeah, probably about fifty touchdowns. And the line had to stay healthy. Which, hey man, we're we're gonna line it up and do it again next year with the same crap. And it's not the same crap. We got Dak back. Hopefully, Tyron. I was talking about the line. Well, I hopefully, Tyron. I think hopefully Collins. Those are two big, big ifs for me. Because well, Collins shouldn't be, dude. He is still young. Yes, but he Tyre, just got paid. But Tyre, Tyre, that makes sense. You got a neck and a back, and you're we twenty. We're, we're come on. And now. he, well, he he came in the league at what twenty, maybe yeah. nineteen. Yeah, he he's been ridiculously. He's young. been in ten years, and he's only like I think he's, he's like, younger than both of us for sure. Yeah, he's younger than both of us. I think he's like thirty, but just turned thirty probably. Too. Yeah, and he's a ten year veteran. He's now. a ten year veteran. You've got a back injury, a neck injury. Those things it's like just don't Travis get better Frederick, with time. Like, I love them so much, but I completely understand if they can't play anymore. Yeah. But it's like, I want you to be healthy for five more years or play for another or whatever. But yep. if, if they're like, hey, you know, my neck, I don't want to fuck up my neck for the rest of my life. Completely understand. No. Like when Andrew Legit. Luck retired, and we watched that because that was our draft night. Yeah. And people were like booing him at that game. Like, because they were at that, that Indianapolis game, and he like walked off the field. And well, because those are mouth breathing yeah. football fans like, that don't understand. He, he, he doesn't want to like, you know, be paralyzed and or you know he doesn't want to have these constant pains. For he wants to have a quality. Life. He wants to have quality of life after. Yeah, it's exactly. It's like can done. you blame the guy? Like, 
he made all the money he's going to need. He proved that he was a elite quarterback, and he doesn't want to, you know, be in a wheelchair those for are, the rest of his life. Those are so just, that's what I'm saying. I, I'm on the other side. I'm like, hey, thank you for your time. God bless. Enjoy your time with the family. So my last one, and you just kind of alluded to it. Whatever year that was, like 2000. 13 we got zach martin we passed on johnny manzel yeah and we took it was 15 maybe and they wanted ryan shazier and wasn't that the aaron was that the aaron donald year mm, the, donald may have been 14 okay except well there was he went kind of around the same time though because they were like i want to say martin was like 15 um or 16 and shazier went like one pick that's who they really wanted was ryan shazier and they were like okay well it's gonna be between manzel and Zach Martin. One guy's playing like in a flag football league, and the other guy's a future, not only Ring of Honor, he's a Hall of Famer. Yep. Zach Martin is the like the most solid, rock-steady player we have on this entire roster. He's top two guards. And you can argue between him Quentin and Quentin Nelson. Nelson. Yeah. yeah, Both Notre Dame guys, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Give me a good Midwestern, Big Ten, offensive lineman any day yep. of the week. Yep. doesn't matter I what round. If we take him in the first through seventh, but he went to what? Iowa? He went to Wisconsin, Notre Dame. Okay, uh, that's a good player. I don't even have to know who it is. Okay, I accept that. Maybe I should save this for draft, the future draft talk, but I saw we got mocked a, a tackle from Purdue. That was like 6'9", like 340. Yeah. Probably got a giant wingspan. Just put his paws on mm-hmm. somebody. Absolutely. At that point, especially if it's like later. You're just it was like the for, fourth round. You're looking for traits. Anything past like fourth, fourth round, you know, you're looking for – potential starters one day and you're looking for traits like can we develop this thing and you can't you can't develop size like no. speed you know like those two things you either got them or you don't six nine his mm-hmm. hands are probably the size of this fucking table yeah. like yeah. yeah give me that guy yeah all right well let me run through my uh honorable mentions real quick uh yeah, i got two i got two 2016 zeke just because not what he was is now He's on what he team, was man. that's what i put i just to be i put a great first few years then he slipped what he was. I remember I was hyped about getting him. He was, no doubt, the best running back in the class. No, he wasn't. Derrick Henry was in that class. At the time, Derrick Henry had Derrick Henry start. was coming off a Heisman Trophy winning season. Okay. I can still have my opinion. I'm just saying in high I, at I, the time. I, I lose sleep over this, dude. We could have had Jalen Ramsey and Derrick Henry. Instead, we got Zeke Elliott and Jalen Smith. Two guys that aren't even worth half of their contracts. See... You've got to. St- this is the, what keeps me up at night, dude. We could have a shutdown corner and arguably the best running back in the game. Instead, we got a overweight titty flopping out running back. Be you know, careful and, about titty flopping out, okay? He, he pulled the titty out. I'm I, thought you, I thought you were talking about his bitch, his his man titties. No, I'm talking about the one he exposed on Greenville Avenue, and then a guy with a bum knee. Who, honestly, he was Jalen Smith again. We good guy, I'm sure. Terrible linebacker. He wasn't even on some people's draft boards, dude. Some people just took him off and said, hey, if he doesn't get drafted, we'll bring him in as an undrafted free agent. They took him in the second round. Ahead of Derrick Henry and Miles Jack, who if you wanted an injured linebacker, take Miles Jack. But yeah, dude, that, that shit really like keeps me up at night. I can the, tell. The, the, the class we could have had, imagine Jalen Ramsey, Derrick Henry, and Dak Prescott in three out of four rounds. Get the fuck out of here. Moving on. 2002, and in the category of guys who wouldn't survive in today's NFL, uh, Roy Williams, the safety. That guy would demolish people. That was my favorite watching him um, was actually in college. Because the, the, the Red line. River rivalry, yeah, against him in Texas. Like, that's when I was like, 
yeah, I would love to have this guy. And he, and he, he was good for like a couple of years, but then I, I don't know if he just hit too hard. He would always try to go for the big hit, yeah, kind that's of blow coverage. Was. He's like, I'm just, he was like, he was like a better Jeff Heath, but we talked about before Jeff Heath, like, you know, he was a great player. He, he would blow coverage, but then if he got you an open field, good luck getting up after mm-hmm. that hit, you know. I think if uh, CTE given was a stat, he'd lead the because <laughs> no he doubt. would just rock people, dude. He would, he would murder people. But yeah, those are my two. Those are my two honorable mentions. My last one was um, Morris Claiborne. You know, we traded up to get him in that in that draft, and I mm-hmm. heard it was on the um, which one's KT on uh, about them boys uh, about them Cowboys. Yeah, about them Cowboys. Um, they were they were saying how in this year's draft, like in most mocks, they have nine out of the first ten players being offensive so they were like you know if it slips if, if nine players in the offense go first Cowboys would have their first defensive pick of the draft they had the pick of the litter on defense you know that's how it could work out and then they just posed the question you know what's who was the latest uh, a defensive player went in the first round like what was the first one picked how low did it go and KT actually guessed it right and it was uh, it was Claiborne that year we went to because no defensive players gone later than seven. So he was like, it was Claiborne. And before that, it was, I don't even know, somebody like in the 90s. And he was like, you know, we traded up to get that pick. And I remember thinking, that's a great fucking pick. He was a shutdown corner at LSU. Anytime you can be a shutdown anything at, at SEC, LSU, uh, Georgia, Alabama, I'm like, yeah, first round pick, let's go. But just did not work Didn't out happen. at all, dude. Didn't work. Even, even when he was on the team, you could get like, a, a Claiborne jersey on the clearance rack, and he was still on the fucking team. Usually, they do that after someone leaves or retires. Like, no, he's our starting corner right now, and this jersey's fifty percent off. That's how bad it got for a while. So, uh, but you know, you can't blame him because coming out of college, you're like, yeah, it's gonna be a great pick. He's gonna be, you know, he's gonna be a solid cornerback for us. Just didn't work out. But that's what makes this time of year fun. That's what makes this event fun. Is yeah, because we can look back on this in and, hindsight, and we, you know, especially if you go over some stuff and be like, we were totally wrong about this guy. Yeah, I mean, look at Tom Brady. I mean. His NFL career could buy a beer. It's his twenty first NFL year. He was drafted twenty one years ago. That's crazy. So like, I mean, how the world we're has just changed since then. Yeah, you know? yeah, and he still went in Super Bowls. Um, but yeah, so that was that was our Mount Rushmore. That was fun. Can't wait for the draft. Couple weeks. Yeah, dude, we're less than two weeks from. Yep. Um, first round. Yep. So uh, let's move on to pick your poison. Oh, you're gonna let me pick. Let me dig in here real nice and deep. Uh, all right, here we go. All right, this week's Pick Your Poison is, would you rather see what was behind every closed door or be able to guess the combination of every safe on the first try? Easy. Crack every safe yeah. on the first try and be fucking rich. Who found these? Yeah, that was a dumb question. I think it was me. I found them. <laughs> yeah, you found them and I cut them all out. <laughs> I had the bitch work, dude. It took me a long time. To, you brought like five sheets over and they're like single space. I just sit there for like 30 minutes cutting these out. I figured maybe put Ellie on it and y'all get down there together, you know. And I'm left-handed, so scissors are oh, like... Oh, they're the your nemesis. nemesis. <laughs> yeah, dude. All right, so that was a bust. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm right, seeing... Yeah, I mean... I could look behind walls. Okay, cool. Like that's a closet, or I could be the greatest. Christ, yeah, your greatest robber of all time. Fucking live on my own island. Okay, all right. That was a bust for this week. That was a uh, talk about. That was a draft bust right there. Um, all right. So with our movie reviews going forward, it's been so long since we've put out an episode. I don't even remember what we were supposed to watch last time, but. Um, Going forward, every week we are going to give you guys the opportunity to get involved and kind of help us pick and maybe watch along with us 
uh, our movies for the next episode. So this week or for next week, your two choices are heavyweights, yeah, or little giants classics. Two Pretty classics. sure they're both on Disney Plus. So yes. if you're like us and you have a kid, or you just love good Disney movies and shows, Disney has great shows. You know, you could check it out on Disney Plus. So it shouldn't cost you anything except for the monthly subscription. But I love both those movies growing mm-hmm. up. Like Me I too. won't be disappointed in either one. So, like I said, if y'all can just vote, y'all can just text Matt or text me. Or, <laughs> like, or, let or, us vote, know. or vote, vote on our Instagram at uh, Mild and Lazy at Instagram. Yep. Um, get in your memes. votes. Yep. <laughs> Andrew's been coming up with some fire memes, just straight fire. So, gotta um, do something while I take a dump. Yeah, I just got uh, the, I got an app on my phone and just find the right format. So I look at, expect a lot of more shit posting coming. We welcome the shit posting. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, I'll put that up probably tonight. Um, I'll have it out in the next next day or so. So vote. Let us know what you want to watch or what you want us to watch and review, and we'll get on that. Um, but we have been watching. The Mighty Duck series on yep. Disney Plus. Yep. The fourth one. The fourth one dropped today. I haven't watched it. I've just watched the first three. So, what do you think? It's all right. <laughs> it's pretty, dude. It's like the same formula as the first. So, one so what I don't get as and, the original, and they kind of explain it, or they do explain it in episode three. But the first two episodes is like, why? Why did Gordon? And there's some spoiler alerts. So if you haven't seen it, you may want to, you know. Tune away real quick. Or just not watch it. Or <laughs> why why did Gordon Bombay take such a hard U-turn away from hockey? I didn't like that part. He was like cantankerous. He was grumpy old man. He was like, hey, no hockey in my ice rink, blah, blah, blah. But they explained <clears throat> it in episode three. I don't like the stupid name, the don't bothers, that they named the team. Yeah, that was dumb. That's dumb. Cool Open uniforms. Cool uniforms. Like terrible Cleveland name. brown colors. I like the kid, um... The podcast kid with the yeah. two moms. Mm-hmm. He cracks me up. Yeah. He's my favorite. Uh, then they just got that one mean girl that's always like judgy. Like, yeah. Who the fuck was hanging out with that bitch? Uh, I want to say her name is Lauren Graham from Gilmore Girls. Still got her fastball. Oh, they're talking about the little girls. No. How the fuck do you know that child's no. name? No, no, no. Yeah. No. From Gilmore Girls. Yeah, she yeah. still looks good. I mean, it may be in the low 90s, and, but it's still got Dude, movement on it. But she's got to be, you know, in her 50s 50. by now. So, hell she yeah. She was at her hottest at bed, in Bad Santa. Yeah. Yeah. But she still same, got her fastball. Still good to look at. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of cringy. And I kind of had a couple nights ago, we watched episode three. And then Landry. You watch, you watch it with Landry? Yeah. He wanted to watch more Mighty Ducks. And obviously, there wasn't another episode. So. There's an animated series. I know. Yeah. I didn't want to go down that road, though. So we just <laughs> put on the original Mighty Ducks. And it was just so much better. Yeah. It was so much better. But it is kind of cool to kind of tie the two in where. I like. You, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just saying, I like the cast better too in the original. I like the because they were like a ragtag. Group. Yeah. And this one, it's just I what? guess I guess it's the time of, the way time changed because now kids mm-hmm. are more uh, I don't know like on their phones more and more important about their image. Whereas kids like back then, like when we were kids, like let's just go out and play and not give a shit and form a team and have fun. And now it's like I don't know. Just times have changed and it's 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 the two that they parallel each other almost too much. Like, and, I wish they had gone in a totally different direction. Yeah. At least for a backstory. But it is kind of cool to see that the Ducks are still around. Because the Ducks basically take on the role of the Hawks from the original movie. Yeah, they're, they're the, the big powerhouse. You know, now the Ducks are, like, state champions. Uh, they've got, like, this pro-grade arena, you know, with yeah. Ducks everywhere. But, um, 
No, I'm still going to watch it just because it's Mighty oh, Ducks, yeah, I'm and I'm a it. fan. Um, you know how many episodes there's going to be? Uh-uh. Like no. I've also been watching that on Disney Plus, the, um, what's it called? Fal- Falcon uh, and Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier, yeah. That's, that's pretty good so far. Yeah. I don't know if you've been checking that out, but I, I keep up with that because they both, they're both running now, so um, like tomorrow night, I usually stay up by myself and like watch some stuff. I really thought Mortal Kombat was coming out tomorrow, too, on HBO. Oh, Plus. did you? When does so it come out? Next week. Wow. Which bumps me out, but do you do you watch HBO? Because I gave you my code and everything, man. No, I think uh, I think you need to send it to me again. I need okay. it. It's very simple. Anybody could crack my password. <laughs> so, and my email is the most generic. So I don't. That's, I'm just not going any further on that. But yeah, it's really good. Okay. All right. So let's move on to the talk some sports we're gonna go over some mock drafts um that we've been diving into um now that we're getting closer the ridiculousness of uh mock drafts are getting are getting more you know becoming more and more common so uh we're gonna just kind of break down round one uh, and then we're gonna go two through seven just real briefly but we're gonna break down round one just for relevant teams and players and obviously where the cowboys are gonna pick um but I was looking at two today, same author, same website, five hours apart, and they were just re- just totally different. They totally contradicted each other. And this is why I love and hate this time of year because yeah. the mock drafts, the silliness of them. The only ones that are for sure to me are Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson going one and two. Everything after that is just a total fucking guess, obviously. See, one like, has Mac Jones going to three. That's, I've seen a lot friend. like that, and I wanted to talk to you about that. Do you really think San Francisco traded, like, multiple first-round picks to move up and take, like, a 23-year-old no. former scout quarterback for no, Alabama? No, they're going to draft They're going to take Justin Fields. I think that's all to smoke me, and mirrors. To me, who may be the best quarterback in the draft. <clears throat> I've heard um, Jeff Kavanaugh say that. Because he's like, you know, everyone knows the name Trevor Lawrence, but just look at the film. Don't focus so much on the name or the glorious hair he has. It's like, just watch the player. And he's like, yeah. In my opinion, Justin Fields, in his opinion, Justin Fields is the best quarterback in this draft. So I don't see how San Francisco would trade all that away to get Mac fucking Jones, no. dude. They have to. If they. The only. If they either. They wouldn't trade back out of it. That'd be weird. So they got to take Justin Fields, dude. If they don't, I'm punching my wife, too. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it's. To me, Mac Jones has Bill Belichick special written all over him. Mac Jones? Yeah. Which would make more sense at what, 15 where they're at? That's about where he should fall because he yeah. did have a great year. Like, but you know who else did? Kyle Trask. Nobody's coming to get Kyle Trask. He had a great year at Florida this past year. Yeah, no, you're you're right. Because um, what was Mac? Mac Jones was seriously the scout quarterback for Alabama for a couple years because they had everyone in front of him. You know, he was he was so far down the depth chart. Now, when his time did come, he played great. I'm mm-hmm. not going to take that away from him, but yep. you, my, San Francisco did not trade all that because I want to say it was like two first round picks. And maybe another one to move up from. I believe it was twelve to uh, three. To three, dude. They're not taking Mac fucking Jones. That's what every almost every mock I've seen says that. Um, and I honestly, I would take a chance on Trey Lance over Mac. Jones. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. In my opinion, he's what the fifth quarterback. Mm-hmm. There's no way he's going three overall when he's and on and CBS does theirs um, mock drafts obviously too. But they'll do overall ranking and positional positional ranking. So they have him as like the fifth best quarterback and like the thirtieth best prospect overall. Going number three. No way. Uh, this one has Trey Lance going forward Atlanta, which makes a lot of sense to um, just to groom behind uh, Matt Ryan, prepare for the future. 
Bengals taking Jamar Chase at five, which makes sense to pair him up with Joe Burrow. To me, I would uh, go ahead. You're I would just say, say I would just say I would take Panay Sewell yep. to protect that franchise quarterback rather than give him another weapon because they yep. had T. Higgins. Was that T. Higgins? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, who you know he had great chemistry with, and you know you could find you. I feel like you could find offensive weapons like a receiver or a tight end in rounds two, three, and four. You can't find a cornerstone left tackle in rounds two, three, and four. Yep. Um, this one has Kyle Pitts going six to Florida, which I'm sorry to Miami. Um, Kyle Pitts, which to me would make all the fucking sense because they have multiple picks in the first, um, so they could use it on an offensive weapon like that to pair with Tua. Um, only other thing I could see them taking is um like a Panesul or Rashawn Slater. Mm-hmm. They have Panesul going seven to Detroit, Rashawn Slater eight to Panthers, which are two guys we've talked about. Like I wouldn't be mad at all if um we landed either one of those two. This one, they have Fields going to Denver at 9, and at 10, the Cowboys take Patrick Sertain, the cornerback from Alabama, I'm good which with would that. pair with Trevor Diggs. That's why I said I'm like, good with that. I would be okay with that. I asked you the hypothetical last time. Would you have two two defensive players, two offensive players, Micah Parsons or Patrick Sertan? I think we both took Sertan. And then on offense, you have your pick between Kyle Pitts and Rashawn Slater. I don't think Kyle Pitts is going to fall after the show that he's put on and Everything you heard about him, they're saying he's generational. He's the one. Him and Panay Sewell might be the two guys that make a Hall of Fame at the end of their career. Yep. Um, so realistically, to me, it becomes down to Rashawn Slater or Patrick Sertan. I would say Rashawn Slater because you got to replace Tyron Tyron Smith sooner rather than later, and it's so hard to get a good offensive tackle outside of like the top ten. But you know, if we get Sertan, I, I'm not going to be upset either. I just think there's other. Uh, defensive play, defensive backs, corners, and safeties um, that we could take in later rounds, and you just don't get a chance to take a offensive lineman like that. Because I, I believe Tyron was the tenth pick in his year, at uh, the year he was drafted, he was a yeah, I think he was pick. ten. Um, and just for what it's worth, uh, Patrick Sertain is who uh, Dane Brugler has in his mock. To us, yeah, I've got I've seen Dan, that a lot. Yeah. I've got Dane Brugler's uh, seven round Cowboys specific mock oh, pulled up oh, too. That one. I love Dane um, Brugler. Yeah, so um, and then they've got uh, they've got Rashawn Slater going eleven to New York, which <clears> okay. <throat> so then in that situation, we'd have our choice. Yeah, well, who would you take? Certain. See, I'd go Slater because, but I'm not going to be mad at either one. Yeah, I'm not going to be get mad a, at either I, one. We get a day one starter. Slater starts. If they need him, or he could be a swing tackle for a year, Sertan would start day one. Pair mm-hmm. him and Diggs up on each end, get that Alabama connection. Yeah. They would be like, you know, two peas in a pod together. Yep. They would probably feed off each other's, like, um, what was I going to say? Feed off each other's. Uh... They would just feed off of each other in general. I mean, they've got that chemistry. They. Are you still thinking? <laughs> <laughs> They're competitive. This, yeah. I think they would push yeah. each other. Is what yeah, I'm trying to sure. say because for they sure. did that in college, and they for would sure. be like, you know, this is going to be like in college. We're going to pair up. We're going to take the whole league. Well, and you don't. So I love the combo. Patrick Sertain started as a freshman at Alabama. Wasn't his dad in the league? Isn't his he dad a... was in the league? Yeah. So he's got the so pedigree. I like, I like guys like that with pedigree. His pro day was through the roof. Um, yeah. He just. I think that defensive backfield needs help, so much help. The defense does need a shitload of help. We were historically bad. And we can go and get, like you said, one of these Big Ten, Midwest, you know, 
line the audition in, like the third McGovern, yeah. which if he second ever plays, third fourth round you know so but the, this has right, Rashawn you, Slater going right after us um, you, you convinced me Devonta Smith going to Philly at twelve which that's fine because that's where receivers and quarterbacks go to die uh, so go ahead uh, JC he's, he's too little man I love. Devonte Smith, but, dude. Dude, he looks like he weighs about 134 pounds. This has him listed at six one one seventy five. There's no way. There's no he's about, fucking he's way. About he weighs five nine one sixty. Maybe the Slim Reaper is what they call him, which yep. is a great nickname. Um, J C Horn going thirteen to the L A Chargers, which I wouldn't mind. J C Horn, he's a I dude. wouldn't talk I, about dogs. We talked about that, but in that situation, I feel like I would want to trade down to get J C Horn, pick up like an extra second, you know, or a, a two and a three or something. I wouldn't be mad at that either, but given the chance or given the option, I would take Sertan. But also given the option of okay, you could take Sertan or you could trade down to fourteen, pick up maybe a first for next year, and get JC. I'd be I'd be cool with that either way. So now I'm gonna kind of start skipping and butt in if you want to. Um, just some guys I'm just not familiar with, and they're on the D line. Um, the next interesting pick to me is fifteen. Um, Micah Parsons goes to the Patriots. Yeah, this one has been 18, which, man, I thought he was going to be like a – everyone thought he'd be top 10, maybe well, top 5 pick. This tells me that the whole off-the-field concern is a real thing. Um, and it's not really anything he – legal-wise, it's just does he give a damn type of thing. That sucks. I, I don't want that. that wasted. I don't want that yeah. because we have too much of that already. We breed that around here. <laughs> so shit. I don't want that. Um Let's see. Um, so, yeah, there's not a whole lot of names that I recognize in the rest of the first round. Well, there's guys um, that probably go that we just, you know, we don't need. Yeah. We, I don't think we need a, I don't, we don't need a receiver. Caleb Farley, Farley, which is, he's been tossed around to us um, early. I mean, now he's, his grades come down. He seems like they've, he's just dropping. They've got him 30 to uh, Buffalo. Which would be a great pick for Buffalo yeah. 30. Yeah, at that point, because like I said, but when this all started, they were like, all right, who's the best corner? Is it Farley or is it Sertan? And now it's, well, it's Sertan, uh, probably Horn second, maybe Asante Samuel Jr.'s third. And they're like, uh, oh, wait, what happened to Farley? Yeah. So he, he kind of fucked himself over by taking off and I guess not having a great pro day. Yeah, he got, didn't have a good pro day. Um, and it's just one of those things. We see it every year. Guys at the beginning, January, February, have a lot of hype. Then they fall off around the combine, and then pro days, and then Dude, they've had the combine, right? Yeah, they've had the combine. I wish I could have watched that. It's probably yeah. NFL Network, which I never get. I had to go to my parents' house and watch that. Um, and then a local interest to me, starting off round two, with Jacksonville. You've got Trevon uh, Morig. He's safety at a TCU. I always kind of look out for the TCU guys. What what pick is he? Uh, Thirty three. Oh, he's right. So Into round two. First pick. Yeah. Round two. Yeah, so that one we picked 44, I believe. And then another interesting one is they've got the Falcons selecting Travis Etienne at 35. Great pick. Yep. yep. I love, Great pick. I love Travis Etienne. Um, second best running back in this class. Najee Harris, to me, though, was just on another mm-hmm. level. He looked like a little Alvin Kamara out there. So whoever got him in the first round, sure is going to be lucky. Um. So we get all the way down to the Cowboys at 44, and Sporting News has us taking Carlos Basham Jr. He's an edge player from Wake Forest, 6'5", 275. Um, so we're going defense, defense. Dane Brugler has us taking Javon Holland out of Oregon. Yeah, that's what I had on uh, this one. I was looking at the athletic. 
because and also they had us 44. Uh, I was going to say at 39 they have Richie Grant going, which is another good safety for us. 38 was Landon Dickerson for Alabama, and he was like the heart and soul of that line. So I feel like wherever he's going to go, he's just going to demand respect. And remember that name, dude. He's going to make some Pro Bowls. He got hurt really late in the year. Might have been during the playoffs. But he was just mowing guys down. And, you know, I remember when he went out, like the whole team came out for him. And he's just the kind of guy, like he's the kind of guy you want to have on your line in the middle you know, guiding that line. And then uh, Creed Humphrey, another great offensive guard slash center, going at 37. So just guys that you could trade up. If you're going from 44 to, say, 37 or 38, you could just add in, like, a next year's three, and you could move up and get one of those players. So I like the idea of taking a safety in the second round, but I would also trade a fucking third for Landon Dickerson because I feel like, I don't know, he he just commands the locker room too. Like, he's going to – he would walk in – and he might be the leader of the offensive line by, like, year three. Yeah. Especially since we're going to have to overhaul it anyways. You know, Tyron's not going to be here much longer, unfortunately. Uh, you got guys like Biotish, Connor McGovern, Connor Williams that are that new line coming in. And Dickerson would already be, like, the alpha in that group. So if we could trade up, I would – it's the only way I would deviate from my um, – our defensive plan was if we could get Landon, Landon Dickerson because I I loved him in college. And he is just that an alpha uh, – an alpha among alphas is, like – a true leader, you yep, know. I agree. So I like that. Um, I'm going to skip down to like 51. We talked about Kyle Trask earlier. They got uh, the uh, Washington football team taking him at 51. At 51, that's not. 6'5", Taking a flyer. Prototype. You know, they got Ryan Fitzpatrick, but he's a he's just a bridge. He, he, next yeah, guy. and I mean, you know, they still got Scary Terry. Yeah. Like I always said, dude, Washington, if they could just fix up their – if they could get a quarterback and – not even add much more weapons. They have a good team. Mm-hmm. They draft well. Like I love their defense, especially that defensive line. That's got to be the best defensive line in football, hands down. So, yeah, if they could fix up their offense, that's who I see challenging us in the years to come would be Washington. Uh, 62, uh, Green Bay Packers, uh, Tylen Wallace out of uh, Oklahoma State. I just think it's interesting that they're going to give Rodgers a weapon. You know, next to Devontae Adams. And I didn't look and see what they took in the first round or even if they had a first round. But um, They should. What's stupid is, you know, last year they took Jordan Love. Their quarterback gets the MVP. Second round, they took Dylan Brooks, running back. This year, they re-signed their running back to like a four-year deal. It's like, what the fuck were they doing with those first two picks? They seriously wasted two picks. Um... Let's see. Let me skip to the Cowboys' third-round pick. Um, Dame Brugler has us taken Marlon Tui Polo 2. Yep, that's what and they got I slowed that down. He's a defensive tackle. Yep, out of USC. Um, Players so. around him I had that we could have gotten was um, linebacker. I believe he was Ohio State, Baron Browning. Uh, he was at 80-82, offensive tackle Spencer Brown, and number 83, who they have, is a cornerback from Tech, Zach McPherson. So, it just, you know... Vest, it's just whatever how the draft plays out. These are just extra guys at different positions, you know. Like, you could either take a defensive tackle, give you an option at linebacker, cornerback. So, however it plays out, like, there's guys around us in this area that could really help the team. And then, sorry, I just scrolled back up. Uh, Packers are picking 29, and again, they have them. They have a non-skill position mott to them. Uh, <laughs> offensive tackle Jalen Mayfield out of uh, Michigan. If which you know, you could. Bookend him with David Bakhtiari, which he's an all-world. Again, I'm I'm never going to be upset with my team if they take a, a rock solid offensive line. No, but you've got to be frustrated if you're Rodgers. I think they've taken given him That's one true. out of his entire career, one or two skill positions in the first round. 
That's if gotta that, be that that that's that. gotta be frustrating. Um, Especially when you're literally playing at an MVP level, and it's yeah. like, hey, imagine if we had like, you know, whoever Justin Jefferson that would have been around that pick last year. Yep. Instead, yep. you took a my uh, successor quotes. It's like, yeah, I would have loved to have Justin Jefferson. We would have lit it up last year. Uh, in this uh, sporting news uh, mock draft, they have us drafting, Par- drafting Paris Ford, a safety out of Pittsburgh, 5'11", 190. Was this fourth round? Uh, let me see, third. Or what pick number? Third round, we're going pick number, give me one second, 75. Oh, I thought they had Marlin. I'm looking at a different one. I just wanted to compare and contrast, you know, oh. different mock drafts. I've got you've got one from the athletic, right? Yeah, this was athletic. Yeah, this one's sportingnews.com. So, um, you know, players around them, they've got a D tackle out of LSU, six threes, three sixty. Big boy. Um yeah, Sean Wade, a cornerback out of uh, Ohio State, Jabril Cox, a linebacker out of LSU. Um but like I'll I said, I'll take it an LSU linebacker anytime. Those guys are just mm-hmm. straight speed. Um let me go to the fourth, our fourth round pick. Oh, we've got three. Oh, we've got two threes. Got them compensatory, baby. Um, Dan Brugler has us taking Deontay Smith, offensive tackle out of East Carolina. Yeah, that's who they got here, too, at pick number 99. Let me see, 99. Sporting News has us drafting Spencer Brown, an offensive tackle. This is the guy I was talking about. Northern Iowa, 6'9", 314. Oh, yeah, that's where they had at 82. That's yeah. what I was mentioning, yeah. So, again, just options. Yeah. Give me the 6'9 guy any fucking day of the yeah, week. Yeah, for sure. Uh, one interesting thing we had here, I believe this would still be in the fourth round at pick number 105. What do you think about Trey Sermon, the Ohio State running back that was just hanging dong on everybody yeah. in, like, the Big Ten Championship? Yeah. give him to me. Yeah, I take a I'd take a third running back on my roster. Give him to me. He could be a third down back. You yep. got your gadget well, guy. He's in, just a weapon in Pollard. He's just like he's, he's not, a hammer, dude. Yeah, he's just a weapon. Him and Pollard would be what Zeke and Pollard should have been. Yep. Um, and if it's in you know fourth fifth round where you have compensatory picks, that's where it's like if you're going to throw darts, you know, do it in the fourth round where these are basically free picks because you had a player walk. Uh, Sporting News at one fifteen has us taking Marvin Wilson. Uh, D-tackle out of Florida State, um, round four. Um, uh, Dane Brugler has us taking Chauncey Golston, an edge out of Iowa. Um, yeah, that's who they have here at pick 115. Yep. Uh, let's see. And then 138 are compensatories. Aleem McNeil, he's a D-tackle out of NC State. I like mine better. They have uh, Dylan Moses, linebacker yep. from Alabama yeah, at 138. I like that much better. Um it's a good mix, though. We have it's it's obviously heavy on defense, but that makes but a lot of need. sense. Yeah, that's where you have a lot of need. That's why it's like you know if we went offensive in the first round, if Kyle Pitts is there, then it's like then you just dedicate everything else to the defense. If not, I want to have it like seventy thirty. All right, so um, round five, one seventy nine, the compensatory pick. They Sporting News has us taking Frank Darby, wide receiver, Arizona State. Don't really know much. Nah, um, once you get this far, you just, like I said, throw yeah. darts. For this one, they have another wide receiver. It's uh, Trevor Grimes. I think he went to Florida. Florida, yep. And then when we get to round six, they have us taking at 192, Jack Anderson, guard out of Texas Tech. Dane Brugger has us taking John Bates. Yep, that's what they got here. Boise State. Boise State. Yeah, Boise State connection. Um, let's see, what else? Got two more picks. Two more picks. 227 227 and 238. Sporting News has us taken Kelvin Joseph, cornerback out of Kentucky. Again, I don't know these guys. I'm not going to pretend like I can. Oh, he has potential to really start one day. 
throwing no darts, brother. idea. And right then, now, it's like, hey, can you play special teams? <laughs> Great. And then probably the most interesting pick on this mock at 238, 7th round, Sam Ellinger. Yeah, I would much rather have that. Texas. They have a, I don't know, some guy, I can't even say his name, a running back, but give me Sam Ellinger. I thought he was, I mean, he's not the most skilled. He's not the biggest, the fastest, the strongest. That guy is just his will to win. And, you know, if he needs to get you 10 yards, he will dive head first for that marker. Like, and he'll get up, pump his fist, and get the team into it. Like, just, you know, I told you when you told me that. I was like, he's Colt McCoy because they both, he's Colt McCoy 2.0. He's never going to really be a starter. He could be a fill-in starter, but he would be a great backup. And I really think he would dig in. He would be like Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore never should have made it to the NFL, but he was smart and he worked hard. He went to that, you know, he went to the, the, the game room where he prepped really hard. He probably was a, an extra coach on the field. He was probably slapping ass. Everybody that did good, you know, he gave him a nice pat on the butt. I would love it. And it's seventh round, dude. Why not take a quarterback in the seventh round? You know, who, who who's the back, who's the backup now? Couldn't tell you. I don't know if they. It's not Danucci, is it? No, I don't, and I don't know that they re-upped old boy either. Um, guy, yeah, he started one game after Danucci. Uh, Blaine Gabbert. Nope. He Blaine Gibbert. Uh, no, it's not. You're thinking. Don't. You're the research guy. Come on now. It's not. Hold on. It's, <laughs> almost. It's, le- it's Blaine something or something. I, Blaine. I almost legitimately said Steve McGee. <laughs> Steve McGee. <laughs> That's been a long time since oh, Steve remember that from A and M. Remember that that was probably oh, a seventh God. round pick. What a black hole quarterbacks that was. Okay, it's one guy went like first round to Jacksonville. Was that Blaine Gabbert from yeah, Missouri? Yeah, from then there was Missouri. this guy from Ole Miss, and it was something Blaine. Dude, we're just doing terrible radio right now. We'll look it up. We'll we'll update it later. It was. Why am I thinking Blaine, which is a terrible name? <laughs> the Blaine. <laughs> All right, um, but yeah, that. Kind of that'd, that'd be a sweet draft though, dude. To start it with Sertan and end it with Ellinger, you get a shutdown corner, end it with a I really think he would be a good, solid backup because you only want your backup to play in emergencies, you know. Play one game a year one game a year, play a half. I think he would do good. Yeah, we'll see. I mean it's seventh round. I mean, there's no guarantee seventh round is even make the team. But that's a little draft talk. Uh we may next week. Get an updated, maybe just a Cowboys mock, well, or maybe we'll have a, a lot top, more updated mock drafts. Top ten. Uh, we won't go as in depth, uh, but yeah, uh, we we won't be doing like seven round breakdowns like this, and you know. But it's like if the top ten changes, or I don't know, something comes up where like one guy tumbles or one guy stock rises, we'll mi- we'll mention that. But we're we're focusing on the Cowboys, yeah, for obviously. Sure. Um, so I'm gonna let. Andrew, nerd out on some basketball real uh, quick. He's just, a basketball just, guy. Just real quick, because I was talking to some dudes at work, and they were really confused by this play-in game. Um, so it was a rule that was passed last year. It was passed unanimously, too, by all the coaches. And um, it was put in place so that – so what it means is when the season ends, the 7, 8, 9, and 10 seeds are still technically in it. The 7 seed will play the 8 seed. The winner automatically locks up the number 7 seed. They're in. The loser now has to play the winner of the 9 versus 10 seed. So say 7 wins. They're in. Now 8 plays, say, the 10 seed. So now 8 versus 10, winner of that game is locked into the 8 seed. So it just they did it so that teams would stay competitive till the very end of the year. Because when teams are like, it doesn't even matter if you're 12 games out. If you're the number 10 team... If you could win two games in a row, you're in the playoffs just like that. Even if you were ten games under five hundred, so it it because lots of times in basketball when you get near that trade deadline, they're like, man, we're in tenth place, we're not doing shit. 
let's just unload everybody, let's tank, let's sit our guys. It, they want to keep you motivated and keep you in the game, so it's like an incentive. And it's extra revenue. Oh, yeah, because they're having a tournament. It's a playing tournament, because it's yeah. both teams, so it's going to be four, what is that, four extra games? Um, no, like eight extra games, because it's east and the west. Um, I don't know, I'm trying to. But anyway, so right now, Portland's the number six seed. They're 31 and 23. Dallas is 30 and 24, so that's, I think that's only a full game, because they're one game in loss and win column, so that's only one game behind. Memphis uh, is 27 and 26. We just beat Memphis on a Luka dagger at the end of the game. That was pretty fucking awesome. Golden State's 28-28. San Antonio is 26-27. and 27. Um, I don't think anybody wants to fuck with Golden State because Steph Curry could just drop 50 on you. And the you league know? is hoping like hell Steph Curry gets in the playoffs. Well, yeah, they want him in the playoffs, but I don't want to have to play Steph no, Curry. No. So what you want to do is you want to pass Portland. You pass Portland, you're in the sixth seed, you're good. You are in the playoffs. Um, because like I said, it's seven through seven versus eight, nine versus seven, eight. And I'm kind of catching this kind of on the periphery and I'm not paying attention, not paying attention. We got to do this thing where we're resting KP and then we're resting Luca. Like I get KP, like he's injury prone, all that. And you're, if it were me, I'd be trying to protect an asset because I don't think he's a long, I don't think he's a long-term fit here. There are people on Twitter who, watch and count up the interactions between Luca and KP, like how many high fives they give and oh, how wow, many... they're going too far yeah, into it. Yeah. So I don't <clears throat> I don't know if they're just not a fit or what, but I get that, but at some point you've you've gotta play both of them for extended periods. And that's that's kind of what you know was the hassle with between Luca and Mark talking about it because they came out and you know they're not in favor of it. Luca just doesn't understand it. Because it is a new thing. This is something that just happened like last year. And Mark's saying, you know, well, it's difficult because our guys, you know, down the stretch, we can't rest anybody because we're fighting for our playoff lives. You know, we can't take these days off other than KP, who's like load management. Like, Luka's going to have to, like, play his heart out, you know. And it just sucks because if you're the five or sixth seed and you got a three-game lead with a week to go, you can kind of take your foot off the gas because, you know, you're not going to go up any higher. Than the You're just settled in that spot. So rest your guys. Whereas us, we just got to go full throttle until the end of the year and then play two more games after that. Yeah, and it's, it's weird this year because – and the season is condensed, isn't it? 72 instead of 72 82. 72 yeah. yeah. So it is condensed. Half of me is understands load management. The other half is like, you know, uh, get off my line guy. And like Jordan never load managed. None of these guys ever load managed. And they beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, it was a way different game back in the day, um, too. So, but uh, no, thanks for the ex- explanation for, for me. I mean, I kind of knew what was going on. I knew they did it last year because... You know, they had the long layoff because of COVID, and then they brought everybody into the bubble, but there's no bubble this year. I kind of yeah. wish they would maybe take it down to, like, six teams so we'd get, like, really competitive teams and a really good product there at the end. But, I mean, I get it. I get why they do it. And fantasy basketball playoffs are about to start, and I just want to say fuck you to the haters in my other league, basketball league, because it's really just me, Alex, Ryan, and our buddy Brandon, who you know. Everyone else is just strangers to us. I had the 12th pick. People were hating on it. People were talking shit. 12th pick. And I'm still, I'm still in the playoffs. There you go. So everyone hated me. Everyone doubted because I'm, I'm the defending champion. I'm a two-time champion. So you two know, time, you know time. how it happens. You know what I'm talking I about. I understand. You're part of that club. I understand. Alex, who loves basketball, is like four and eleven, and he's, <laughs> and he's just so bummed out about it. And I feel bad, you know. But dude, injuries suck, man. Injuries yeah. been bad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had Kevin Durant. He missed like a third of the year, but you know. Drafted a good team, man. And back in the playoffs. Feels good to be back. All right. Before we move on from the sports, I have to 
I have to mention this. Uh, FC Dallas starts their season tomorrow uh, against Colorado. Was it supposed to start like Sunday? Did it get pushed back? No, it. Uh, they there's two games tonight, and then the rest of the there's like ten games tomorrow, and then there's another two or three on Sunday. But uh, <clears throat> got a home opener uh, against Colorado. Can we go to a game this year? We are going to a game. I mean, we can we can invite the other guys because that came up in a group chat, and I was like, so I was like, hey guys, I, I was there too. We'll we'll go to a game for sure. I, I wanna I wanna catch a game. You drive, I'll buy us a hotel room. That's a good deal. That's a great deal. That's a pretty good deal. I shouldn't have made that deal. That was that's a, a great deal because because I just bought a little Honda Civic and I can get us up there for about twelve dollars. Yeah. What happened yeah. to the truck? I got the truck. It's oh. just an extra car. I was gonna say, man, you, you really downsized from that <laughs> giant power wagon of a truck to a Honda Civic. No, no, I just yeah. Is that what you got over here now? No, no. It's I've got a. My wife hates me right now. I've got a ton of parts sitting on the couch that are gonna get installed this weekend. Um, cause the guy I bought it from did the typical Honda thing and he, he been dropped it, he dropped it straight on the ground. So it's literally sitting on the ground. It's yeah. on like on lowering springs. So I had to buy some like coilovers and like legit suspension parts to fix everything that he did. Like literally Lauren was following me home from buying it and she said any like just little dip in the road, I was shooting sparks <laughs> out the back because he's got it sitting on the ground. Um, I'll never understand why people do that. Me neither. He uh, riced it out. Like he really riced cool, it out. Cool, 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 yeah. Cool. So I've got to. I've got to fix it before. Is I don't. He has no. He had no tags on it. So it won't even pass inspection. Wait, that would sitting. be like a luminol test in that thing. Like you don't know what's in there, man. Uh, so I've got to. I've got a, a bunch of parts sitting in boxes on the kitchen table on the couch, and so I've got a Sunday. I'm working on the car all day. Yeah, so that sounds cool, though, uh, man. But yeah, no, I got a Honda Civic, so I can get us there for like twelve dollars and a Slim Jim. So like, <laughs> that was a terrible deal. And it's on radio. Saying. It's on air. So we everybody heard it. No, but yeah, we'll go. I'll split the hotel with you. I'm I'm down to go. How about you pay? You drive and get Jersey Mike's. I'll buy the hotel. Deal. Just one bed. One, oh, even better. <laughs> even better. Eighteen. And Ryan's going with us, so it's gonna be three of us. That's fine. I I get the I call the middle though. All right, but yeah, FC Dallas starting tomorrow. Uh, MLS says the league is starting today, so when I go home, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch at least one game. Um, so soccer's back for me. It's big. I'm excited. Um, but yeah, so that's sports. We're gonna wrap it up. We're gonna talk about what we're watching, what we're listening to. I'm gonna let you do the honors and go first. Tell me what you're listening, what you're listening to, and what you're watching. Well, I took a deep dive into QAnon recently. And found out it's all a bunch of bullshit. Did you watch the thing on HBO? I did. So that's what I'm watching. It was Into the Storm. It's an HBO six-part documentary. And I'll just say at the end, it pretty much reveals who Q is. Without, like, the smoking gun, someone on there has, like, a major slip-up. And they could tell they fucked up. Because all along, you're like, okay, it's one of these, like, three or four people. And they really hone in on, you know, a couple. And by the end of it, you're like, yeah, it was that fucking guy. (laughs) At one point, they say it, like, changed hands. And you could, they could pinpoint when it changed hands because it used to be on 4chan and then mm-hmm. it got moved to 8chan. 8chan yeah. And when it got moved to 8chan, they're like, that's when the power shift happened. It was like a power grab. And yeah, dude, I could tell you right now who Q is with like almost certainty. Uh, but I've been going down like really, like, you know, some people are so deep into it. I'm like the opposite where I'm like so deep into like debunking it. So I watched QAnon Into the Storm. I've also been listening to a little eight part series called Q Clearance. Uh, they're only about 30 minutes long. So I knocked that out like in two days. 
Another one that's really good is called QAnon Anonymous. That one has over 130 episodes and still going. They're usually about an hour. And it's like three guys that are obviously just like staunch disbelievers. And they just talk about like anything relevant to it. So they do any kind of news. And it's been going on since like 18. He hasn't made a Q drop since like December. So it's like, you know, he's gone silent. So they're like, you know, it's pretty much over for him. But the the, the nugget of misdeception and lies that people were told is already implanted in them. And that's what's going to do the most damage. Because even if Q never talks again... They still think like they're part of this movement. They still think they're digital soldiers. They still think they're fighting evil, and they're just fucking brainwashed, dude. Uh, the other one, something you told me about, it's called good, the Good Assassin. It's about an Israeli spy who hunts no Nazis in Brazil, or a no Nazi. So it's just like he's on like one big mission. Um, it's four episodes going so far. One of them just came out today, episode four. And I don't know if you've seen it, but it reminds me of the Amazon show called Hunters, which had Al Pacino, and it's the same concept. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like in the 70s, um, because thousands of fucking Nazis escaped Germany, and a lot of them went to Central America, South America. A lot, you know, they always say, like, Argentina. Yep. And, um... True story. Yeah, yeah, literally, true story. So Look up uh, Werner uh, Von Braun. Yeah, in case you ever wonder how we got to the moon. Yeah. <laughs> Nazi. Opera- Operation Paperclip, dog. Yep. That's yep. it. Um, that shit's always fascinated me. Yeah, me too. You should really watch Hunters, man. That first episode, that first, like, ten minutes of the first episode, you're like, what the fuck? You'll watch it. From I've got on. so much piling up on that list. I, you know, David from the league, I sit next to him at work, and, yeah. like, every couple of days he'll lean over and be like, hey. Did you watch that Q show on HBO? I'm like, no, man. I haven't. Are you watching it? No, I, he watched it. He watched it? Yeah, what did he, he think? No, he... It's like you. Total okay. bullshit. He okay. loved it. He loved the show. I loved it. As long as he's not like, that was a bunch of bullshit, right? Our guy's still out no, there. No, no, Okay, cool, 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 No. Cool. Um, but yeah, no. Um, so I've been listening to About Them Cowboys because it's draft yeah, season. Yeah, I listened to a couple of those really KT, recently. Kevin Turner, he's on there. Um, and then I've been listening to a podcast called The Sneak. And it, I believe it's a wonder show, um, but they do sport kind of sports related true crime stories. And this season is about Mario Rossi, his disappearance. Um, he was a, he was big in the NASCAR scene in like the sixties and seventies. Yeah. And back in the sixties and seventies, there was in really the eighties, there was a, there was a few of like pretty high up NASCAR guys that got busted in like a drug running scandal. <laughs> like and literally, like they're driving their cars like the old bootleg days. No, like, like oh, I m- picture them like quantities, like weight. Yeah, they're I moving them, like, weight on back roads, like, <laughs> no, souped no, up moonshine. cars. Yeah, like yeah, dirt like, roads. Like, like, dude, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, the roots exactly. No, they were like moving big weight. Um, oh, well, good for them. Dude. And then cool. uh, this guy Mario Rossi, he disappeared. He supposedly he crashed a plane in the Bahamas, but then turns out the plane was sold like the exact plane that he was supposed to be in was like sold two different times after he was supposed to have crashed it so it's a it's it's like a a tangled web it's a true crime kind of disappearance story but it's kind of sports related and the the first season was on is it already through or is it still going uh now i've caught up so season three uh season one was on this guy who played wide receiver at the University of Idaho, and then he pulled off like this elaborate bank robbery oh, I've, in I've Seattle. Seen that one. Yeah, that yeah, was, and then, it was like a wild escape. He had like yeah. a paddle boat waiting for him in the all creek or in the river. Yeah, yeah that was yeah. wild. Um, it's a wonder show, and it's all kind of sports related crime. And I forget what season two was, but season three is about Mario Rossi. Oh, I need to pick that up then because I did hear that season one. Yeah, no. See, did you finish it? Yeah, yeah. Season one was really good. I, I didn't. I don't think I listened to season two because I just didn't care for it. And then uh, I picked it up on season three. 
and you know it's no secret that we're true crime kind of junkies so um i've been listening to that uh dateline has a podcast and yeah. it's just like every day is a new story and since you've told me that i think i listened one day to like three or four and they are good it's basically the whole episode you just don't have the visual you don't but have like the video, they have yeah. you know keith morrison reporting mm-hmm. or whoever lester holt yeah lester holt yeah. And he's always like i'll see you on the evening news yeah. <laughs> lester holt have you ever looked at him he has no top lip Google <laughs> Google picture Lister all he has no time. We'll post a picture. Um but yeah, and then I've been watching everybody's favorite show and it's wrapping up, it's getting to the end. Big brother. No, I am excited about that this year. Care. Married at first sight, season twelve. Should have known. Dude, it's great. Yeah, nothing's changed. <laughs> Do me a solid and just watch it. <laughs> okay. Come on, man. Yeah, I have to watch it on uh Hulu or something. Uh yeah, they have that it's one of those ones where they have like one through four on Netflix, and then like uh, five through seven yeah, on Hulu, or you can't find all of them in one source. But uh, no, it's my guilty pleasure. I like it. And then a little sentimental to me. I've been watching Criminal Minds. It reminds me of my mom back when we were taking care of her when she was, you know, uh, you know, passing away and stuff. We would watch Criminal Minds together. So you know, every now and again, I start thinking about mom and missing her. So I'll pop on some Criminal Minds. And That's good. She always said, uh, you know, the the doctor. Uh, the real nerdy guy. Have you ever seen it? Yeah, is he have that guy that big head of hair? And yeah, she always like a button up. Yeah, vest. cardigan with like a tie. Yeah. yeah, uh, she always said that that guy reminded her of my brother, and I'm like, mm, don't see it. That guy's got an IQ of like 199. Ben may have an <laughs> IQ of like nine. No, just kidding, Ben. If you, he doesn't listen, my own brother doesn't listen to this. I can I can rag on him, rip, rip him. But yeah, so that's what I've been watching and listening to. Um, you got anything else? You want to wrap it up? I'm good. Let's wrap it up. Uh, big thanks to all you guys. It feels good to be back. Like I said earlier, we are going to start recording on Thursdays and Fridays. Have it out the following Monday. Again, th- big thanks to you guys. But for Matt. And I'm still Andrew. We're out.